But right now, I've got a really special guest on the phone, guy that uh, Bernie really enjoyed, and I love him. He was uh, the great quarterback of the New York football giants, one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played, 1986, when he had that amazing game in Pasadena against John Elway and the Denver Broncos. Went on to get the Giants to 10-1 and in 2000 when they won another Super Bowl. Now he's part of that great NFL Today cast with James Brown, Bill Cower, Boomer Esiason, and Nate Burleson, but he's the best one of the crew. He wore number 11, and most of all, again, a dear friend of me and Bernie all these years, the great Phil Sims. Phil, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, good morning, Sid. Hope you're doing better, doing well. I know it's been, you know, a rough time for you and for a lot of people. Um, I'll just say this, Bernie, um, or Bernard, I should say, you know, I had to call into Imus during football season every Thursday morning. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking? And he would answer the phone and go, hey, Phil, I'm sorry. <laughs> And, you know, this might have a, you know, he was so quick-witted. And then he would say something that just would make me laugh and put me at ease to do the segment with Imus. But uh, it was every time I talked, of course, he did a, a few fake call-ins on me over the years, which were very uncomfortable. <laughs> and <he> was, <laughs> so, you know, I have nothing but great memories oh. about him. And it's, it's a sad time. And I heard you just say his wife and everybody involved and his, Every, I just hope they're doing as well as they can do. That was a uh, fun time. You and uh, your old partner, Jim Nance, he would also call, and they would they would destroy him, too. But uh, they liked you. They weren't so thrilled about Jim. But they, uh, <laughs> but they loved you, and uh, Bernie especially. And I tell you, you know, you talk about how you would call in, and Bernie would kind of warn you what kind of mood the I-Man was in on that particular morning. And every guest says the same thing. But I'll tell you this, Phil, for a jock and a big-time quarterback – you rolled with the punches pretty good. You you were funny. You kind of gave it right back to them. And I think that's why I miss and Bernie and me and all the guys really loved you. Well, that's nice of you to say. Now, listen, it, 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 did I feel the pressure? Yeah, I usually had a little sweat going before I called <laughs> in. And I would listen at least for an hour before I went on just to hear what they were talking about. And so I can make fun of some of the dumb things somebody said or whatever. Uh, and, and I would write things down, which I never do, you know, but I'd write some things down just to make sure, because, you know, if you don't go on and do something or say something or get them going, then they just kill you when you get <laughs> off the air. So, <laughs> there was, it was just, uh, what, what's the word for it? There was no upside. There was only a downside. So you tried to stay on top. That's it. Oh God. Yeah. W- would you say it's fair to say that the anxiety level, if not the fear level was higher when Bernie called you than when any member of the Philadelphia Eagle defensive line came to kill you. <laughs> hey, well, uh, you know, really, in all honesty, uh, yes, the anxiety level was much more. Yeah, it was. And that's not an exaggeration because football, I know that arena. I know what's going on there. And, you know, I don't know how my reputation or whatever's going to be said about me can be smeared because I say the wrong thing to, you know, I miss or anybody. So, yeah, it was, hey, I don't know how many years I did it, but, you know, CBS wanted me to do it. And uh, I don't think they understood what pressure I was under. Right. But looking back, it was all good. Almost always it worked out. We had a lot of fun. And I miss and go, oh, get off the line, you jerk. Yeah, yeah, if right. I said something to counter him and he didn't have an answer, 
So that was always his feedback. Oh, I get off the line. Right, get him off your fellow. Wait, wait, folks. Now I will tell you this though. I'm going to make this yeah, argument. I'm going to. I'm going to make the I'm argument, sorry. Phil, that uh, as good as you are on television now, and you're great. You were great, of course, as an analyst working all those years, whether it was Dick Enberg or, or Jim Nance. Uh, as good as you are now on the NFL today, what if I said to you that those weekly call-ins to Imus prepared you for anything you may face on a Sunday morning right now? Well, yeah, of course, because on Sunday morning, what are we going to talk about? You know, we're not going to go into off-kilter into other – lanes or things that I really don't know a lot about or have a hard time answering on Sundays. It's all about football. So you're not going to, you're not going to stump me there. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, it's, I I don't know what else to say. No matter what I did, you know, play to that little uh, golf fundraiser for IMS we had years. I mean, come on. Mike Lupica said to me once we were getting ready to tee off for it. He goes, Man, this is like the most pressure, the worst thing we can ever do. Because, <laughs> because if we play bad, Ivis is just going to just rip us for yeah. a whole week. I remember actually sitting on the course with Jody McDonald, about to do my midday show, after I've already done the Ivis show, and it was the Stephen A. Cox tournament, I think you're talking about, in Bernardsville, of all places, Bernardsville, New Jersey, right. and, and we had this unbelievable cast of characters that would show up there, Nance would announce it live, like the Masters, and you know, people like Mark Messier walking around, and you, you would play, I remember one year Ivis hit the ball and went backwards, an old lady in the face, uh, but... <laughs> I remember you walking past me, and you were like, damn, Sid, you are serious with that tan. I remember it felt like it was yesterday. I think that was 20 uh, years ago. 20. Oh, I know. Well, time it's amazing how time flies, and the older you get, the faster it goes. It's, uh, yeah. You hear the time, and you know what? It's true. But, yes, I'm sure I walked by you. I can't quite remember that. I've said that many times. <laughs> Every time I see you, I just go, oh, my God. <laughs> And here oh, I, I am, going to dermatologist, you know, every other week uh, because of the sun. And you are, well, you're bronze. Oh, I, I am bronze. Bronze is a nice way. I actually make Leonard Marshall look pale. <laughs> <laughs> Who was put in the ring of honor just a couple of weeks ago. Let's talk about, yeah. uh, let's talk about these, John, before we get to yours. Um, I got to tell you that I'm pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting much. Now, we're only five games in. There's still 12 games to play. It's a 17-game season. But if you would have said to me back in July or August, Phil Sims, that the Giants would be 4-1 and one, and one game behind the only unbeaten team in the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles, I would have said you were nuts. But they are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think any fan, and, you know, which, of course, I – watch the Giants and root for them and, you know, being an ex-player there, you know, and the Jets too. I want the New York teams to do well. Uh, but the Giants are doing all the right things. A couple of things. Daniel Jones is staying healthy and Saquon Barkley, which that, that's got to be one of the biggest surprises in the NFL this year, just because anytime a running back goes through the injuries that he had and all that to overcome it and come back and be at the level that you were before, it's very rare. So that's been – it's truly been unbelievable. It's a big difference with him in there while they're 4-1. and one. And, look, the coaching. You know, coaching is so important in the NFL. It is a big factor in winning and losing. Coaches can put you in situations so you can succeed, so you can really show your talent and maybe show more talent than you actually have. And I think that's what Brian Dable and the whole staff has done. 
You know, they, yeah. and they, they've brought an energy to the team. Yep. Now, of course, when you win a couple games, that does what? It makes all the players and believe in the coach, and now they want to listen to him because, oh, you're going to help us win, and you're going to help me do well, and then at the end of this, I'm going to get more money. Mm-hmm. And all those things tie in, and the Giants got a really good chemistry right now, and every game they win, it, it's going to be by a slim margin. Right. In other words, they can do a lot of things right still at this time to win games, and um, but it, it's a great start, and it, you got the players believing, and even some of the fans are, hey, I went out in public this week, and somebody, a bunch of, not a some, I'd say three or four people came up to me and said, hey, Daniel Jones, Daniel, they're all excited. And I was like, dang, about time I heard something good about him. Yeah, I know. You know it takes a beating. The fans, that's the first thing I always hear is about Daniel Jones. Yeah. I, I believe in him. I do. And if he keeps playing the way he is, he'll be a New York Giant again next year, too. I agree. I go back to week one, by the way. That day ball called to go for two. He plays so much confidence on his offense, and the Giants have carried that through the last four weeks. I tell you, I was watching you guys a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you and Boomer and the guys, and you guys had a really good point. One of you guys said, I don't know if it was you or not, but uh, the Eagles are about to play and the Cardinals are about to play. And Kyler Murray just got a ton of money from Arizona. And Jalen Hurts doesn't make much in Philadelphia yet. And all you guys were saying, I got to tell you, I think right now I'm taking Hurts over Kyler Murray. And most of you guys did take Hurts over Kyler Murray. And right now, Phil, I think you could take Hurts just about over anybody in the National Football League. He's been that good. Well, you know, he's dedicated to his job. He's big and strong. Uh, he's a solid thrower of the ball. He's not a top-flight NFL thrower, but he's he's on a very good team too, Sid. And, look, the guy, you, you follow his history. I saw him at Alabama. I'm a big Alabama fan, so I watch him every week. And, you know, he loses his job, uh, didn't throw the ball well enough, went to Oklahoma and did get better throwing. And then he comes in the league, and, of course, now, you know, the NFL is a different thing than college in this respect. It's all you do. You meet, you talk, you teach and you practice, and it's just going to make you better. So, But he is, listen, he gets protected as well or better than any quarterback in the NFL. He's taken advantage of a great opportunity. And, you know, his greatest skill, size, he can run. He's got a solid arm, but he's a leader of men. And um, you can – I hear you hear that from the teammates. This is a third-year guy that's already captured the football team, and they all look up to him, and he hasn't disappointed them, that's for sure. No, there's a lot of – Good teams in the AFC, but it does seem, Phil, to be very top-heavy. Two teams in particular, again, the same two, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Had a hiccup a couple weeks ago against the Dolphins, but they've been great. Same thing with Kansas City, a hiccup against Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. But they look to be that Mahomes offense we got used to just a couple of years ago. I do think Kansas City right now may be better, but do you agree that as good as AFC is, very top-heavy with Kansas City and Buffalo? Uh, yeah, there's no doubt, you know, but, but, well, Baltimore, I think still has a chance to get into that group. Uh, you know, the Giants team. are going to beat Baltimore this weekend, baby. <laughs> All right. I hear you. But you, you know, it, yeah, these two are definitely the cream of the crop still. And, uh, listen, this game, you know, we'll talk about it on Sunday, but hey, it's big for this reason. The winner gets that is going to win the tiebreaker between the two of them now. And I, I'll be really surprised if they don't see each other somewhere in the playoffs when this year's over. Yep. So both teams, have, um, I think Buffalo is an aggressive, go-for-it football team. They never take their foot off the gas. 
and all that. Both teams did a lot of things in the offseason, Sid, for really not one reason, but close to it. They were looking to get better and change their team to compete um, better, I guess, or however you want to say it, against the other team. And the first thing you do every offseason, you go, oh, what do we have to do to beat the good teams or the best teams? And I thought both teams made moves. Kansas City, a lot of new guys on defense, want to get faster and better. And what did the Buffalo Bills do? Hey, we're playing against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. We got to hit him. We got to sack him. So they go out and get Von Miller. So those are, that just shows you how they're kind of focused on a small group of teams, knowing that's who they're going to fight against to get the Super Bowl, and they made some corrections. So it's going to be fun to watch uh, this Sunday. Bill, you are the uh, the absolute best. Bernie, love you. I love you. You know how much I love you. And uh, you're great in the NFL today. You're my favorite Giant player to this day. LT lines up right behind you. He's second. And you're just a terrific guy. You are. If I, if I text you and, and, and there's something really important to me, you always come through for me. And, and I can see when I texted you about Bernard, you were really, really taken aback, emotional, and really upset. So I know he's looking down right now, appreciating this conversation, because you were his football guy, Bill Sims. So thank you so much for this great conversation today. Well, Thanks, Sid. You know, Bernard was, listen, he was a funny guy, treated people well, and, of course, he was great on the radio with you and with Imus and everybody. And, hey, look, I, I wish I could have had a chance to talk to him even more than I did, but yeah. uh, I wish his family well. And Listen, great talking to you today, too, man. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks for having me on. All right, Phil, you're great. There he is. Such a sweetheart. Great quarterback. Terrific on the NFL today. The man... If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at gobolaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.